Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. Now, today we are going to talk about the sabotage and fear of failure vicious circle. So many brilliant people, people with so much potential, can get stuck at various stages of their business uh, for weeks, for months, sometimes even years, because of one subconscious mechanism meant to keep them safe, which is sabotage. Um, and today I'm going to talk about how sabotage and fear of failure can create a vicious circle very often at a completely subconscious level. So we are not aware that that mechanism is even taking place and how it can keep us stuck for quite a while and how to get unstuck or how to break that vicious circle, how to step out of that dynamic. Now, very often sabotage is a protection mechanism. It's our mind keeping us safe from from what it perceives to be either rejection or pain because that's what our subconscious mind is meant to do. That's our subconscious mind numbers, number one job is to keep us safe from rejection, to keep us safe from pain, and basically to make us survive longer. So while sabotage very, very often has a negative connotation because it's kind of like we're purposely sabotaging ourselves, which is not the case, Sabotage is basically nothing else than a subconscious mechanism uh, below our awareness wanting to protect us in some form or another. Sometimes sabotage stems from guilt. I want to put that in here, even though we're not going to cover that in this episode particularly. Sabotage can um, be the result of guilt. So when we have guilt, when we feel guilty about something, when we feel that we did something or failed to do something we should have done, um, to kind of punish ourselves, we might sabotage. So for example, we don't feel that we are worthy of having a successful business because we feel very guilty about, I don't know, spending less time with our kids, for example. And because of that, completely subconsciously, we're going to sabotage something each time we are about to get a new client. But I'm, I won't get into that mainly in most of cases, in the majority of cases, sabotage is nothing else than your subconscious mind trying to protect you against what it perceives to be a danger and is going to do everything it can to stop you from experiencing that danger or that pain. So here is how the sabotage and fear of failure vicious circle goes. So step one, and you can kind of imagine that you have a clock and we have like four four elements, one at 12, one at three, one at six, one at nine, and there's an arrow between all of them, right, going clockwise. So the first element is deep down, we are afraid of failure. And who isn't afraid of failure, right? Because it would mean, and that's our interpretation, it's not facts, it's an interpretation. If we fail, it would mean that we're not good enough or that maybe we can't succeed. Or it, it would mean that when our nasty aunt or sister or friend said, oh, you'll never amount to anything. Well, not friend, but someone in our life who said, well, you never amount to anything. Deep down, we are afraid that they might be right. So it all starts with fear of failure. And while many of us 
are aware that, you know, failure is very uncomfortable and we don't really want to experience that. Many of us are not really quite aware to, uh, about the extent to which that fear can be strong and inhibit decisions or affect our decisions. So it starts with step one or kind of element one, fear of failure. Now, because we're so afraid of failure, because it would mean stuff, we kind of go towards the second element of the vicious circle, which is we don't go full in or we stay in the safe zone, or we kind of procrastinate. So that can look like getting more degrees instead of getting started, or avoiding the launch of a new offer if we are not sure if people will buy the program or the offer, or not increasing our prices because we're afraid that people will reject that at new rates. Or we might be putting ourselves out there on social media, but without ever doing video or showing our face. So because we have kind of step one or first element, fear of failure, that leads into the second element of not going full in. To some extent, holding uh, ourselves back, kind of delaying, taking action, getting more certification, uh, certifications instead of just jumping in with both feet. Now, this leads to the third element because we are staying in the safe zone and because we kind of never go full in, well, we never get to the next level or we can't quite produce the outcome we want. Maybe that means that we don't get our first client or maybe we got one client, but we don't get the next one. Maybe we never fully put ourselves out there or do videos. Maybe we don't launch that program that we want to launch, right? We basically don't. Uh, try a hundred percent. And because we don't put ourselves out there, we don't go full in because we don't go, uh, we don't try it a hundred percent. We don't put all of our heart and soul into the process. Well, of course it's not going to work, right? Or it's only going to work to some extent. And because of that, we then conclude that we don't have what it takes because what we have tried hasn't worked. And that basically worsens the fear or the underlying feeling we had originally of not being good enough, right? That's the fourth element of this vicious circle. And because we don't feel good enough or because we conclude that we don't have what it takes, we are even more afraid of failure or even more afraid of not being good enough. And the vicious circle starts again, it's kind of a loop. So typically, let's just say, as a student, we've probably all, all done this at some point or another um, deep down. So I'm going to take you through the four steps just with a practical example. So deep down, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of having a bad grade at a test because what if uh, my mean professor would be true? That professor who said, you suck at chemistry, you'll never amount to anything. Because uh, I'm afraid that he's, that he's right, he or she is right, and that would be very painful what do I do? I don't go full in, which is the second element of the vicious circle. So maybe I wait until the very last minute until I start revising for the test, or maybe I kind of revise the first three chapters, but not the fourth. I kind of like fluke the revision process, um, or I kind of sabotage or not go full in, in terms of revising for that exam. And because of that, I have an average grade, or maybe I fail the test, right? And at least I can use the excuse in my mind, well, didn't work because I didn't go full in. And that is really reassuring because instead of having to face 
another more painful kind of not truth I don't want to say truth but situation where we tried our best and it didn't work which would kind of mirror our deepest fear of what if I don't have what it takes well I kind of half did it right I didn't really revise and I got an average grade so at least I can comfort myself by saying well you know average grade but I didn't try that hard but then kind of the the next step to that is well, okay, well, maybe I suck at chemistry or maybe I'm, I'm not bad, but I'm not good. Just reinforcing the, the original fear that we don't have what it takes or that we're not good enough. And sometimes it's conscious. So some students will, will say, well, I didn't really revise. I didn't really care. So that's what I got an average grade. But others will really believe that it's just because they're stupid. So some people will purposely wait until the last minute before they revise for an exam or a test. And then, of course, I mean, their grade only reflects the amount of knowledge they were able to memorize in a limited amount of time. But then when they get that bad grade, the shadow that goes in their mind is, well, I'm stupid or I'm, I suck at chemistry. And then it just reinforces this entire I'm not good enough narrative. Other example taking 1 million certifications before we get started. Because at least while we are taking certifications and while we are kind of not satisfied with, oh, well, I trained in this, but actually it's not my passion. So let me try something else. And then, oh, well, this was cool, but it's still not my passion. So I'll just try something else. Instead of the reality, we think the reality is we haven't found our passion. The truth is that we have part of our mind sabotaging us and make us believe that we haven't found our passion when in reality, it's just a way to avoid getting started and failing, right? So that's basically how the sabotage and fear of failure vicious circle goes. And the thing that sucks within this vicious circle is if we don't go full in, we can never succeed or we can only succeed to a limited extent. And when we don't succeed or when we don't reach our goals or only to a limited extent, the inner shadow that we have is, well, I'm not meant for this, or maybe I'm not good, I'm not that good, right? But that is not the truth. It only reflects the extent to which we invested ourselves and believed in ourselves in the process. But because we didn't go for full in, we conclude that we're not meant for it, or we're not that good. And then because we think we're not that good, we don't go full in and we sabotage ourselves. And then the outcome is average, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So other examples of how I've seen people kind of subtly, not so subtly sabotage themselves in their businesses. For example, they will show up online if they're trying to attract clients online, but not show their face or do videos, which is such a significant part of accelerating our business growth and getting clients. And then they complain that what they're doing, it's not working. And it's probably because they suck or they're not good enough or they need that extra certification. When in fact, show your freaking face and do some more videos, right? And there is nothing wrong with being in the process of saying, listen, Ines, I know you told me to do videos, but I just, I'm not ready yet, right? I still have to do some inner work. I feel too frightened. That is completely fine. As long as we are aware that we have some blind spots that we're working on, but other people will come to me and say, I've done everything, and it's not working and they haven't done everything. They're kind of lying to themselves because they don't want to put themselves into danger zone, which will would which would felt which would feel, excuse me, potentially really hurtful. And that's a subconscious mechanism. People are not aware of that. Um, other examples is not talking about an offer online because we feel cringy, but then complaining we're not getting clients. That also, there's also some sort of discrepancy there 
where we want clients, but we're not doing all of the things we need to be doing to get clients or focusing on all of the strategy, getting that program and then a new program and a diploma and complicated funnels and fancy websites without be willing to do the inner work, which is also a subtle form of sabotage or just lack of awareness. So that was it for today. I'm not, I don't want to go too, too far into this. I want it to be quick, easy and digestible. The one thing we can do to step out of this sabotage and fear of failure vicious circle is to understand two things. First thing is that we can't be successful or achieve our goals if we don't go full in, right? If you only put 20 or 30% of the effort, at best, you'll go, you'll get 20 or 30% of the outcome. And very often it's even less. So not really putting ourselves investing ourselves 100% in the process and then not getting results and then feeling like a failure because we did not get results. After a while, we need to become aware that it's nothing else than a pattern that we learned to protect ourselves, but we have a choice to step out of that pattern. And that is very empowering because we go out of kind of a victim mode where we feel helpless. This is just kind of saying that this keeps happening to me. I'm not good enough, etc. And taking a step back and saying, hey, okay, listen, Ines, I've had this pattern where I didn't fully try and, of course, couldn't fully succeed. That is a sabotage mechanism that was really useful at some point in my life to protect me from pain. This is no longer serving a purpose for my greater good. And just becoming aware of what we do, because when you observe a program, you are no longer the program. When you can see your own behavior, that behavior no longer has control over you. So that's point number one. And point number two, understanding that there is no such thing as failure. So failure is some sort of kind of this very scary thing where the narrative in our mind is if I try something and it doesn't work out, I am a failure. And we identify ourselves. We put all of our identity around one event that didn't go as planned. But that is not true. When something didn't go as planned, that is it. It's something that didn't go as planned. Failure is even kind of an opinion rather than anything else. And even if we do want to see it as a failure, we can say, okay, I tried something and the strategy fell. But just because the strategy failed doesn't mean that I am a failure. I can tweak the strategy. I can tweak my mindset. I can tweak the approach and then it will work. And it's kind of like at a more basic level, just imagine experimenting on a new cake recipe and baking is chemistry. So you have chemical reactions with flours and yeast and eggs and sugar and whatnot. And when you try a new recipe and you tread uh, unfamiliar terrain, let's say that you just want to revolutionize um, lemon pie (laughs) and you try something new and it doesn't work out, right? The, the thing doesn't settle the way it should, or you cut the pie and then you just have a pile of liquid lemon mush. Would you say, I'm a failure? Like this lemon, this lemon pie didn't work out, so I'm a failure and I won't amount to anything. Of course not. We just say, okie dokie, this recipe did not work out. <laughs> we need to tweak something. So then you tweak and you adjust and you know what doesn't work. And when you, you know what doesn't work, you can know what does work and you can experiment, experiment in the right direction. Same with learning any sport. If you just start playing tennis today and you hit the ball in the net or you miss the ball, are you going to say, I'm a failure? I'm a total failure. I missed the ball. Of course not. We just say, okay, 
well, I missed the ball. What can I improve so I can hit the ball next time I try, right? It's just a mechanism by which when we try things that don't work, our mind can take that data, data, and say, okay, well, this movement didn't work, so I can eliminate this and focus on something that will be more efficient. Same with the business. The launch didn't work. Okay, that sucks. I've learned something, and I can adjust for next time. So that is a very important mindset shift of choosing that there is no such thing as a failure. I see them as lessons you need to learn to get closer to what your higher self is capable of. And when we know what doesn't work, we get one step closer to knowing what does work. And each time I have failed, and I don't like that word, but each time something hasn't worked as planned um, in my business, each and every single time, I learned a very, very valuable lesson. And and if I could go back and change anything, And I have flopped launches. I have done stuff that didn't work. I've wasted money on service providers that were basically completely useless. Would I change anything to that? No, I wouldn't. Because it allowed me to learn very important lessons or things that I need today and in the future to grow the business I want. So this is it for today. I hope that you like this podcast episode. And if you did, and if you like the podcast in general, share it with a friend, leave a review. It means so, so much to me. It really helps the podcast too. Uh, So I would be so grateful for that. And thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.